And good afternoon, about five minutes after 12 noon. Eric Carpenter with you on KCBL, KCRK. A few things to talk about here midday. One, the no outdoor burning continues in effect from the Department of Ecology. We don't have enough air movement going on, so no outdoor burning is allowed. Now, if you plan on traveling Colville over to Republic, make sure you've got some good traction tires. Sherman Pass uh, on the slick side today. Traction tires being advised by the Department of Transportation. We had a two-vehicle accident that last night uh, over toward Republic. This accident 37 miles east of Republic toward uh, Kettle Falls. Two-vehicle accident. The one vehicle was eastbound on State Route 20. The other vehicle was westbound on State Route 20. Well, the first vehicle that was eastbound struck vehicle two on the westbound shoulder. The uh, vehicle one, driven by a 62-year-old Jacqueline Catel from Republic. And vehicle two was uh, Greg Burtis and Cheryl Burtis from Kettle Falls. All three had to be transported to Mount Carmel Hospital with injuries. We don't have a full report, but uh, the initial is unsafe lane travel. The state patrol does indicate that uh, drugs or alcohol were involved in that accident. So we'll keep you advised on that. Also, Yesterday, here in Stevens County, a traffic uh, collision, a uh, fatality down in the Suncrest area. The uh, vehicle one was northbound on State Route 291. A pedestrian northbound on State Route 291. Vehicle one struck the pedestrian in the roadway. State Patrol does indicate the cause of the accident was the pedestrian in the roadway. Um, No information, still awaiting notification of next of kin on that accident. That down in the Suncrest area, that fatal traffic collision last night about 7.30. Let's uh, head down south to Chihuahua. Let's get an update from the Chihuahua School District on their school resource officer situation. My name is Jason Perrins, the superintendent of Chihuahua School District, and I have the opportunity to share some of the great things that are going on in our district. Starting with one particular that of interest to many people is our school resource officer. Last year, we began discussions with the city of Chihuahua to provide a police officer in our district, in our schools. And we set that all up. We got going. In fact, we started off just perfectly at the beginning of this year. 
And the city of Chuila has been facing some staffing issues. And so after about two months of having an SRO in our schools every day, we were excited last year and now we're even more excited because of the good and the goals that it's helping us to achieve. But currently the city has ran low on some police officers. And so <laughs> they've had to kind of take him for a period of time, but we're expecting him back. The city of Chuila has hired additional police officers. They're being trained. So we suspect that he'll be back later at the end of this year. But our main focus of having an SRO, we're not getting one because we feel like we're unsafe. And that has to be very clear. We're not. And in fact, we survived so many years and we have actually had a great year. And even though safety is a big concern to people, including ourselves, one of our priorities is the relationship. And we want to foster and facilitate a positive relationship and a respectful one with our law enforcement. And we want our children to know that. Unfortunately, we're competing with political feelings and a lot of stuff that's going on in society, which is to us the wrong direction. We know that if our children and our staff can rely upon law enforcement as a resource and a support for us and everybody, not only in knowledge of what we should or shouldn't be doing, but also supporting us on how to process issues of legal nature. But also it's a mentorship opportunity, which goes alongside with the idea that we want to have a good relationship. Our students should be able to trust our law enforcement and go to them anytime. So even though the train has stopped, it's still on the same tracks. It's still going the same direction. We're taking a pause. So we're really looking forward to that. He's also a big supporter. And I guess you could say he's on our committee. We have a committee we formed. It's called the Response to Bad Things That Happen. <laughs> and I think traditional people call it safety, but we're really trying to have very important and clear responses to the, all the bad things that can possibly happen in our schools. And he's a part of that. And that's down to fire drills, earthquake, death, or from gas leaks to threats to assailants, even shutdowns. Let's say we lose power or water. You know, what do we do? And so to have law enforcement there by our side and working with us, who knows our community, knows our students, knows our staff, is really something and has that connection with the city. So we have that relationship. And so that's what we're creating and fostering. And so that SRO is very powerful to us. We still are in need of substitutes and people that want to work for us. We have postings constantly. If there's any person who has a four-year degree and wants to come and sub, we'd love to have you. We go through a little mini training and things like that. So we're always interested in that in our district. We're doing pretty good now, way better than last year, but we could always use more help. We're going to be hearing more from Jason on some of the main goals this year for the Chihuahua School District. Sandra's Furniture is taking a page out of Canada's book this year with Boxing Day sales throughout the store. Sandra's is bringing in the new year with new styles, savings, and selections from the World Furniture Market. It's out with the old and in with the new, so to speak. It's the January clearance sale going on now through January. Save up to 75% off on select items that have got to go. Look for the yellow tags now through January at Sandra's Furniture. It's been there quite a while now down at the fairgrounds. That is the Happy Tales Dog Park down at the fairgrounds. Jody Hoffman it tells us a bit about a meeting. It's coming up this Saturday at the Ag Trade Center for anyone who would like to participate. Here's more on that. 
I'm Jody Hoffman. I'm the president of the Pappy Tails Dog Park Association. And I think this is our fourth year as being a public dog park for everybody to come to. And we're going to have a meeting this coming Saturday, which is January the 21st at 10 o'clock at the Egg Trade Center where it's nice and warm. And we're going to discuss and plan for the year. We always try to get out ahead so we can let people know what we're doing. And this year, we're going to do some moving plants around, hopefully getting some more gravel to put around the walkway, pathway. Our most important thing that we want to do is get water on the property. Right now, we're having difficulty getting water to the property. And it's something that we need, especially during the hot summers. A lot of people will come to the dog park and let the dogs play and stuff, and there's no water there for them. So if they have forgotten water, then they have to leave. If there's water there or they bring water, your dogs can play and lay in the shade and play again and stuff. It's a good place dogs meet other dogs and people. Like my dogs, they don't play with the other dogs. They just want to see them. They're just, you know, they're just snobbish little dogs. But some of the bigger dogs, they have playmates down there. And the huskies in their labs that like to run and play and stuff, it's fun to see them do that. That's mainly what we're doing. We normally had our meetings at 4 o'clock on a Tuesday afternoon. But we weren't getting anybody to show up. There's four of us right now that's in the association. And we would like more people to come and give us ideas. I mean, we just have one meeting a month and it lasts for about an hour. So we just need more bodies there to share ideas and give input. You know, we have spurts that we need to have people there, like when we planted the sunflowers last year, which again is something that I would like to do, plant some flowers around the outer fencing. But it's maybe two or three times in the summertime that we might have to get together and do some physical work. Other than that, we really just have a meeting once a month for about an hour, and if there's nothing coming up, we will postpone that meeting. Unless there's a problem down at the dog park, my husband's been very generous with his time and abilities to go down and help fix that problem. There's not a lot that we do. They can either catch me on Facebook, just look up Jody Hoffman, or they can call me at 509-680-0968. Now, it's not a big commitment for any one individual who might want to help out. Uh, the meeting coming up again that Saturday, 10 in the morning, down at the Ag Trade Center. If uh, you have questions or you'd like to uh, talk with Jody, you can give her a call, 509-680-0968. When your vehicle is involved in an accident, you want collision repair performed by highly trained experts. Since 1984, Carrie's Auto Body has been your specialist. We handle the complete repair process to get you back on the road as quickly as possible. Carrie's Auto Body works carefully with your insurance company to repair your vehicle to before accident condition. Carrie's Auto Body, 1101 South Main in Colville. Log on to carriesautobody.com or call 509-684-2587. Uh, Kind of an interesting story. It's uh, the big, long uh, arm of Johnny Law reaching out and tapping a Kettle Falls business. It was a multi-year investigation by the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife detectives into the illegal, unreported, unregulated uh, misbranding 
of fish. Hefty fine for TJ's Bar and Grill over in Kettle Falls. The case filed by the Attorney General's Public Lands and Conservation Division it was filed last year. Well, January 17th, TJ's Bar and Grill was convicted in Stevens County Superior Court of the felony offense of unlawful fish catch accounting in the first degree. Got a fine of $10,000. The crime stemmed from improper record keeping connected to the trafficking of Canadian salmon once they were brought into the United States. As part of the plea offer in the case, the charges against the owner were dropped. The business did not admit guilt, but acknowledged the evidence against them by fish and wildlife detectives would have resulted in a conviction had the business had the business taken the case to trial. The statewide investigative unit captain says the investigation showed the restaurant commercially sold salmon that had been recreationally caught in Canada during the summer of 2019. The restaurant's owner made several fishing trips across the border, brought back the fish to be served at the restaurant without necessary permits, paperwork, or commercial licenses. Buying and selling fish and wildlife is highly regulated, and the department's investigation showed T.J.'s bar did not comply with the requirements. Fish and Wildlife Police, they say they are looking out for the public's best interest in these cases to protect both the resource and the consumers. The investigations now uh, conducted, the case was built to ensure consumer confidence resource conservation, and public safety. It, it uh, actually, the trial did not take place, but uh, TJ's admitting they in all likelihood would have been found guilty and agreed to a $10,000 fine for not following all the rules. Experience, technology, satisfaction, a written warranty, and over 30 years' experience. That's what makes Davis Auto Rebuild stand out from the rest. At Davis Auto Rebuild, customers are our number one priority, and we realize how difficult it is to be without your vehicle. So we make it easier for you with loaner and rental cars, and also help with your insurance claims. Call Davis Auto Rebuild at 684-3137 or stop in at 1175 South Main in Colville and see the Davis Auto Rebuild difference. I tell you now, tomorrow I've got a whole lot of things lined up. It is absolutely craziness going on in Olympia. We're going to be talking more about gun control. We're going to be, uh, well, talking about a lot of things, including some new taxes uh, tomorrow. 
Uh, today, let's uh, finish off here with Governor Inslee and his $70.4 billion budget proposal. Part of that budget proposal is assuming a $1.4 billion in revenue from the new state income tax. Uh, lawmakers passed it. The governor signed it in 2021. A uh, 7% tax on capital gains above 250000 a year. Um, a Douglas County Superior Court judge ruled the tax was an income tax rather than an excise tax, struck it down. The state's constitution does not allow income to be taxed at different rates. Well, the tax declared unconstitutional and invalid. Well, then Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson steps in, takes it straight to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear the case. The Supreme Court stayed the lower court's order in doing that. That allows the State Department of Revenue to administer and collect the tax, even though it well may be unconstitutional. That or the Supreme Court has already tipped their hand in how they plan to rule. Well, the trial in this situation, their arguments are going to be January 26th, January 28th, the tax is scheduled to go into effect. The ranking Republican on the Senate Ways and Means Committee um, is skeptical of counting on revenue from the disputed tax, says it probably won't be decided before the end of the year when they have the budget all done. The $1.4 billion that Inslee's banking on it's already been declared unconstitutional by one judge, pointing out that the counting of revenue from the tax could cause problems down the road if the state Supreme Court rules against the tax. One Democrat legislator also says they think it's a bad idea to assume revenue from the tax, indicating doing so could impact the state's financial standing. But that's where we are. The legislators considering the governor's plans on $1.4 billion from a state income tax doesn't matter to him that the state constitution says an income tax is unconstitutional. You know Fogel Pump and Supply drills wells, but did you know they can improve the flow of your existing well? It's called hydrofracturing, and it opens new water-producing veins in your low-producing well so you get more water. Talk to the professionals at Fogel Pump and Supply about improving your water supply with hydrofracturing. Fogel Pump and Supply, the water professionals. Don't forget, coming up on Saturday and on Sunday, we've got two NFL games coming up. First off, pregame starts at 11.30 on Saturday. 
Two games on Sunday. It's the playoffs, NFL football on 92.1 KCRK. A look at today's local weather forecast brought to you by Parker's Glass. Same great service as always. Get it fixed fast. Call Parker's Glass in Colville at 684-6034. Stop in 791 North Highway. We're going to find patchy fog, cloudy on through the morning, gradual clearing this afternoon. 37 for a high, 21 overnight. Patchy fog till midday tomorrow, then mostly cloudy. 31 for a high, 22 overnight. About a 50-50 chance we're going to be seeing snow early Saturday morning, Saturday evening. Overnight, uh, low of 17 Saturday, a high right about freezing at 32, 33 on Sunday, down to 15 Sunday night. Monday, a high of 30, 17 overnight, 31 on Tuesday, 17 Tuesday night, 32 on Wednesday. Again, that fog is going to still be here next Wednesday. Parker's Glass, they're in Colville. They'll fix that ding or crack in your windshield before it causes real damage. Give them a call. 684-6034, Parker's Glass. Thursday, we've made it this far. Eric Carpenter here. This is KCVL, KCRK.